letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Wednesday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include details on the settlement between Minnesota and two tobacco companies, a flurry of activity at the state capitol overnight, and earnings news from Minneapolis-based Target. But we'll start with what looks like the sixth suspected arson fire at a Twin Cities mosque this year. That's the most in the country. That's the majority of the attacks against mosques in America are happening in our state. Executive Director of the Council on American-Islamic Relations, Jelani Hussein, says thankfully the Aromo American Tawheed Islamic Center on Dale Street was not occupied at the time of this morning's fire. Mayor Melvin Carter. I'm disgusted. To have to stand in front of some cameras, have to stand in front of some microphones, and again, tell you what I think about an arson at a mosque. An arson at a mosque. An arson at a place of worship. St. Paul fire officials say the mosque was being remodeled before the fire and is a total loss. Police are looking for suspects. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. Attorney General Keith Ellison is announcing the details of the settlement between the state of Minnesota and tobacco makers today. Here is WCCO's Susie Jones. I hit my first vape when I was 13. Now 21, Katie Johnson shared her story of becoming addicted to nicotine using a Juul vape. She said back then it was normal. The fruity flavors were really enticing to us at such a young age. Um, And I think that's the main issue because if vapes were tobacco flavored, this never would have been a youth epidemic. Katie joined Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison and the governor as they laid out four major provisions of the settlement, including a $60.5 million payout. Ellison says it's the largest settlement per capita in the country and more than Jewel made between 2015 and 2021. So if they got paid by trying to by de- selling deceptive and harmful products to our kids, we got all the money back. Ellison says money will be dedicated to tobacco mitigation and prevention now and in the future. Other provisions include calls for more transparency. The third, an agreement that requires Juul to accurately disclose the nicotine content in its products. And lastly, Juul and Altria will incur additional costs for the state attorney's fees and litigation concerning the case. Juul and Altria were sued for marketing their vaping products in a way that made them attractive to Minnesota teenagers, developing devices and flavors that were appealing to youth. Back in 1998, the tobacco industry agreed to pay the state and Blue Cross Blue Shield of Minnesota more than $6.5 billion. The settlement then followed months of trial in which the plaintiffs argued that tobacco companies had misled Americans about the dangers of their product. After that settlement, smoking among young people declined greatly, but then Juul came into the market and basically erased all those gains. In a statement, Juul said, in quote, resolution of issues from the company's past and its historical legal challenges has remained a critical priority for the for the secure certainty for the future. The company read in a statement from Jewel, while we appreciate the court and the jury's time, attention, and professionalism throughout the trial, we're pleased to have reached a settlement with the state. Susie Jones, News Talk 830-WCCO. A K-12 bill totaling $2.2 billion is on its way to Governor Tim Walz's desk after clearing the Minnesota Senate early this morning. Steve Simpson with the details. 
The bill raises per-pupil spending 4% next year, 3% the following year, and then ties that formula to inflation in years going forward. DFL Senator Mary Kunish says it is a good bill. It centers the student. It centers the classroom. Uh, there are resources in there that are going to make a huge difference for our students, and that's really where... Um, where our heart of the matter is. It's, it's with our students. It also includes literacy and curriculum requirements and provides funding for the opioid treatment Narcan, along with menstrual products, to be given free of charge. Earned paid sick time is a step closer to reality after both the House and Senate passed a $998 million labor and jobs bill that also includes several new employee protection provisions, including workplace safety standards. Under the plan, sick time would be earned one hour for every 30 work with a cap at 48 hours a year. The governor says he'll sign it. The earned sick time is different from another bill moving through the legislature that would provide for paid family and medical leave. Minnesota's marijuana legalization bill now awaits votes in the House and Senate before officially heading to the governor's desk. Yesterday, the sides announced a compromise that includes a 10% marijuana tax rate. Senator Lindsey Port telling Vanita Sakar on the morning news that they wanted to keep that tax as low as possible to not price people out of the legal market. Prohibition has really perpetrated direct harm onto communities, particularly black and brown communities. And now as we're seeing legalization happen across the country, we've seen that it's really been sort of a cash grab um, for predominantly white communities. A vote in the House could come as soon as today. The bill would then head to the Senate for final approval. It's done and Minnesotans will be healthier for it. Governor Tim Walz signing a bill that will remove and replace about 100,000 lead pipes, those pipes draining lead into the drinking water systems across the state. All cities must have a comprehensive map of their lead service lines by October of 2024. That's the bill's author, DFL State Representative Sydney Jordan. She joined the governor at St. Paul Water Services, which has already started the process of mapping out where those homes are located across the city. Experts say that coming into contact with lead can damage the brain, kidneys, and nervous system in children. It can also slow development, causing learning behavior and hearing problems. The bill provides about $240 million in grants to pay for the improvements. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar is meeting with Canadian members of Parliament in Washington, D.C., both highlighting the strength of the union between the two nations. Senator Klobuchar says making travel across the Minnesota-Canadian border easier is a top priority. And most importantly for Minnesota, the opening of the border. Um, Because through the pandemic, that was really difficult for tourism, mostly for people of friends and family. Canadian Member of Parliament John McKay says the relationship between Minnesota and Canada is important, particularly on the legislative level. What we particularly appreciate is that as you're navigating your various legislative initiatives, that somehow or another Canada is built into into the the equation. The Canada-U.S. Interparliamentary Group meets every two years, alternating between the United States and Canada. I'm Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. Target has reported another quarterly profit decline and issued a cautious sales and profit outlook for the current period. 
The Minneapolis-based retailer is dealing with rising costs and consumers who are more cautious about their spending. Still, Target's fiscal first quarter results this morning beat Wall Street expectations, and the company reiterated its annual sales and profit forecasts. Target is among the first major U.S. retailers to report first quarter earnings. Retail industry analysts are looking to see how stubbornly high inflation and tightening credit are impacting shoppers. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. A 21-year-old savage man pleads guilty in federal court to illegally possessing a machine gun. Here's Laura Oaks. The U.S. Attorney's Office says River William Smith had confided with an undercover FBI agent on social media late last year that he was preparing for a violent exchange with police. He also allegedly said he is pro-mass shooting, sympathized with the Parkland school shooter, and admired the suspect charged with shooting up a Colorado LGBTQ nightclub, also discussing learning about his enemy by watching police body cam shootings online. The criminal complaint says Smith arranged through a second undercover agent to purchase three hand grenades and to purchase equipment to convert his AR-15 rifle and Glock handgun into fully automated machine guns. Smith was arrested in a sting operation. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.